This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Hold on to your butts, everybody. This is going to be a quick, powerful podcast because we have about 48 hours until we're back in the thick of it. So uh, that's right, Josh, we're going to try and speed things along, make this as useful as possible for everyone in a short period of time. Exactly. And so, you know, one thing that we're going to do in this podcast, just a heads up, in case you, in case you don't get a chance to listen to this until Wednesday or Thursday, let's say. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to sort of treat the next two game weeks as, as one big game week. So, uh, you know, most of the questions that we talk about aren't going to be specific to anybody that the opponents play. It'll just be, you know, is this the right, you know, any move you make, you shouldn't make for one week anyway. So, you know, when we talk about players like the, you know, Chelsea defense or, um, you know, Mo Salah or whomever, you know, it's all about like long-term strategy. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It's a very serious intro for us, but I wanted to get that out there. It's almost three um, three matches for the price of one, and that we're also going to have to talk about all these um, premium guys. Uh, like, there's going to be a lot of talk about Hazard and Murata, um and and Man City players. They all have Champions League fixtures coming up as well midweek. <laughs> right, week. So it's important week fixtures starting yeah. Tuesday, then league fixtures on the weekend, and then immediately into Champions League. Right. So it was uh, – but first, we, we have to talk about the uh, the last game week because it was pretty uh, it was pretty wild, I think, for both of us. Uh, anyone who follows us on Twitter uh, knows that I, I did something that I have never done. This is so I have done six full seasons of fantasy, uh, fantasy Premier League. This is, this is I'm now in my seventh season, as, as are you. Um, and I have never once, congratulations, Josh. <laughs> thank you. Lucky seven. Uh, I have never once, uh, captained the wrong player. That is to say, I've never once, you know, entered a game week, looked at my team, and realized that I didn't captain the player that I thought I'd captained, uh, until Saturday. <laughs> And it was it was an amazing moment. So the matches, the the early, you know, the ten o'clock matches here in the states are over. I hadn't actually checked my team until then. Um, just I, kind of surprisingly, but I, I knew who my team. You know, I looked at the team on Friday, and um, 
I've looked at other people's teams, uh, but I just hadn't looked at my own. Uh, well, on then, top of the fact that you had no Leicester or West Ham players, so right. why even why even fire it up on Friday? Exactly. So I'm watching, and I, I have in my head I have Captain Harry Kane, and so I celebrate his goal and the bonus points. I'm like, all right, what well, Captain Seat, well done. Uh, and then I, so uh, the baby that goes down. That's the most unbelievable part of this is that you're <laughs> you're falsely celebrating Captain Seat. Unbelievably. Point. Uh, I also lost my uh, Ben Davis clean sheet five minutes in the most ridiculous goal. It was, uh, it was like it was it was so shabby the defending for for Tottenham and that goal. It, it was a child's goal. It, it was ridiculous. But I don't want to get I don't want to get distracted here. So, uh, baby goes down for a nap. Look, pull up the team, um, and I actually gasped when I saw <laughs> it. I went <gasps> like pearls <it>, <laughs> were clutched. It almost ruined my day. Uh, my wife had been out. She went for a run or something, and she came back. And I was, I was actually like, it was not like I was not an adult in that moment. I was, I was a child. I was very, I like, I was. It wasn't don't, like I don't, was. Don't pretend like this is a unique experience for an FPL manager. I mean, I'm not talking about you in particular, yeah, Jeff. But right. it wasn't all like I was around the world. FPL managers have their days constantly ruined. <laughs> sure. And I'm it wasn't five, like five years at least yeah. taken off of my life because of this Absolutely. infernal game. Absolutely. And so it wasn't like I was knocking over furniture or cursing. I was just upset. I was just not a happy, <laughs> happy person. And I was like, listen, Kate, I was like, I know, I know it's just a game, but I need like an hour to just like, like get this out of my, I was like, I can't, I can't do anything for an hour. Um, and I like, we'd like, Literally, I just like sat and like looked at a computer for an hour and just tried to like <laughs> just try to like bring my like energy back. Because I, I told you, I saw you yesterday. We had a drink, and I said that uh, if like if someone had broken into my team and changed my lineup, I would have been less upset than I was that I did it myself. You know, some Russian just, some Russian hackers right, or something like that. Exactly. It was it was the unforced error of it all that really <laughs> really got oh, to we, me. We 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 talk. It's come. It's kind of becoming a meme on always cheating the. Um, hit by a bus team, right? Exactly. You know, we we practice the whole exercise of set your team like right. immediately uh, upon the that game week starting. Right. And it could, it, in theory, it could have been fine. I mean, I had you know, so the captaincy was on Lukaku instead of instead of Kane, and Lukaku really should have scored. He had a really great headed ch- uh, chance, and uh, and also he's just home to Brighton, and really he should just score in that game. Yeah, Matty uh, Ryan is incredible double save there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could have been having an assist if, uh, if if Pogba had been able to score there. So, um, yeah, very frustrating moment. Um, and I'm just sort of like I'm, I'm you know, not, I'm not thrilled on Saturday, even though Saturday actually was okay. I think I was on 37 points through Saturday. Um, Ruben Loftus cheek came through for me. Uh, but it was, and then as so I'm watching the Arsenal match and I've got my Klostnik clean sheet, which is really never in doubt because Burnley decided they weren't going to try to win this game. They were just playing for a, a nil-nil draw. Well, and at some point in the second half, uh, Deich did put on a second striker, you know, around yeah. the 65th, 70th minute. But I think they, they realized they, they ran out of legs and just had to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that really starting the second half, it was, it was a siege uh, but maybe that speaks more to Arsenal's attacking attempt. So anyway, I'm watching that game and I had benched my Burnley defender and I'm looking around at all the teams in our league and just in general, in general and I'm like, wait, why did I bench a Burnley defender like at home ever? Um, and I'm like, just like, I'm thinking about like the ranking hits I'm going to take if, you know, there's a guy who's um, in first place or a mini league who has um, 
a double Burnley defense. And so I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose like, you know, all these, <laughs> I'm going to lose all these ranking points. Uh, and then amazingly, Tarkovsky um, uh, with the foul on Ramsey. And yeah, yeah. 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 Even, it was heartbreaking. It didn't even help me, but it just, I knew how much it hurt other managers. <laughs> yeah. And it really put me in a good mood. Uh, I won't lie. I won't even pretend otherwise. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It put me in a terrible mood because I had, I had started then me. Um, so Duffy was on the bench for me on my defense and Ben Mee was there. I wasn't really banking on uh, Burnley keeping it going into it. Yeah. 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 But it, it looked more and more and more and more promising. And uh, I have this superstition. I've mentioned it a few times. I do not load clean sheet points into the game until the final whistle blows because superstition is, sure. you know, as soon as you load those points, you're going to lose that clean sheet. And it's, it's really heartbreaking to see the points taken away. And I was just like counting down the seconds to when I could like <laughs> load uh, experience the satisfaction of loading up those points. But the Burnley just lacked a certain amount of composure. Uh, they just couldn't yeah. clear the ball and keep possession properly. And they just yeah. invited that to happen. I, and I, I, they I was deserve impressed. to lose that clean sheet. I was impressed with Arsenal. You know, I feel like Spurs could actually learn a little bit about from Arsenal about how to, how to try to break down a team that was set set up like that. I mean, I felt like the art, I mean, you know, it was not a boring nil nil. Like I thought Arsenal was actually pretty creative with their passing. Like they were really trying to get into that. And I thought when Jack Wilshire came on, he really, um, he, I thought he played really well. I don't know if, I don't know if you felt the same way, but yeah, just I do. Not, you know, I do feel that I, way. And even the introduction of the much maligned Danny Welbeck, I think for, yeah. for nothing else, but just stretching Burnley's back line a bit more than Lacazette yep. was doing so that midfielders like Jack could find more space. Exactly. So it, it, yeah. It was a well-managed game by Arsenal. So I, so that match, you know, ends the clean sheets are lost. I do feel bad for the managers who lost a clean sheet or double clean sheet. I mean, obviously, you know, I've been there before. It's not fun. And so I, I was celebrating not, it wasn't a personal thing, but it was just a, it was just that you didn't want me to get the clean sheet or let's, anybody. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I didn't want our, our, our friend Ben, who's in our mini league to get a double clean sheet. You know, that would have really, I didn't want that either. So uh, no offense to any, uh, this podcast is getting way too personal anyway. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. But so I, you know, so that match happens. And then uh, Man City, I have uh, Raheem Sterling and um, Gabriel Jesus. And um, I end up getting this kind of miracle goal from Sterling at the end. It's one of those glorious moments where you realize that not only not only did I get the Jesus assist because it was a shot, but then Sterling was just the luckiest goal ever, right? It's like it sort of hits his like. It's disgusting. Hits his, hits his like chest and kind of <laughs> rolls in. He, he, he said it hit his chin at some point, too. <laughs> And so it's one of those moments where I realized I'm getting the five points from the goal, the three points from the assist, and I'm now going to get three bonus points as well. And so it's, you know, it's 11 points that you just pick up in like the 85th minute of a minute. I mean, it's a, it was an amazing moment. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm sorry for anybody who doesn't, you know, most people I know don't, didn't have that scenario, but it was, uh, so I ended up on 60 points. Um, I, I've gone up about another 30 K or so in overall rank. So I think that I am, um, I'm at 28k in the world right now, so nice, you know, nice steady climb up the rankings. And you banked a transfer, and I banked a transfer, right? Exactly. Uh, how about your team? Uh, I I ended up on uh, 56 points, but that is with uh, that is before a minus four, so my second minus four of the season thus far. And uh, I dropped John Stones, who is off with his hamstring injury; he had to go. And I brought in Bournemouth defender Nathan Ake, and I figure, well, now I have the funds. 
let's bring in Leroy Sané, the man everyone is pegging to clean up uh, against Huddersfield. Sure, sure. Um, I would have considered captaining him if I had him in my squad. Yeah, certainly glad I did not captain him. I ended up captaining Harry Kane, um, and and that worked out for me. Glad I didn't end up with the Sinai captaincy. But did you even I, realize he got the yellow until like when it happened? Or I I kind of yeah. stopped watching, and then I heard like at the end that the, you know that he got this yellow, and then Van Lepara got the red. No, I was watching the. Um, for some reason, I'm, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I just get a kick out of watching all the players wander around the field, like shaking everyone's hands. It's <laughs> like it's like you're at some sort of like work work seminar, and the last speaker is done, and then everyone gets up from their seats and is like, "Oh, hey, uh, where are you going to get dinner later?" Right. Everyone's yeah. so convivial. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it is kind of fun. You know, old friends from old academies, like, "Hey, how you doing? How so and so? How's it? How the wife and kids?" <laughs> Um, so anyway, I just see um, I, uh, the referee um, adjudicating a yellow card in in Sonny's general direction. And then De Bruyne comes out of nowhere and is like, Leroy, Leroy, you got to get out of here. Or, or that That's my best Belgian accent. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, so, yeah, I kind of saw it happen as, as it did. And I was pretty sure Leroy got the yellow card. But there, no one was really interested in reporting it because the game was over. Right. So it, it took like a good 10, 15 minutes for it to come through uh, the FPL reporting. Anyhow, the, the more interesting thing to talk about for a lot of FPL managers here is I decided to drop Pascal Gross to bring Sana in. And it was not an easy decision to make. Right. Um, I just felt if I have the opportunity to get the second top point getter in the game in it's it's worth dropping one of my great budget performers you've got to kill your darlings as the as the expression goes yeah and um gross ends up coming up with the like most magical three-point bonus haul (laughs) of all time um in a loss yep yeah he i think he had misplaced only four of his zillion passes and yeah. he ended up with five tackles in the midfield it's a wonderful player um and you brought in uh, ake too and who did you bring in for ake who did i bring in for ake or, or take out for ake sorry yeah i dropped john stones right right stones so he had to do that right yep yeah i had, had to get rid of stones so there we are that's my lot i was feeling pretty good coming into today with both de bruyne and sane and jesus up front even with Jesus not not starting, of course, he ends up getting attacking points. But the Sané thing just blew up in everyone's faces. And the hope is that he can come back midweek, get another start, yeah. and make amends for it. That's Yeah, I mean, the amazing thing is, um, I so I have I have two trans. I know it's amazing, but uh, what's interesting is I... Uh, I, I, you know, I say I have two transfers this week. I've already actually made one of those transfers, which is I, I drop Lukaku and um, bring in Murata. Um, I want to get ahead of the price rise, and um, I don't like Lukaku's fixtures coming up. I mean, I, it's entirely possible he scores away to uh, away to Watford, but uh, I'm just I'm just sick of it. I, I, I'm just sick of the way that he can't seem to link up with his midfield at all. I mean, even with Paul Pogba, it's just not really happening. And uh, Murata's fixtures are so good that. Um, you know, it felt like if it just felt like a very logical move, right? It was like it wasn't like it was just, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to overthink it. Uh, but the other thing, the other move I'm thinking about making actually is uh, Raheem Sterling to uh, Leroy Sane. I mean, I thought Sane looked good in the match, and I, I don't, I, I don't want to be without uh, Man City coverage long term. Um, and 
So if I drop Jesus and Sterling over the next few weeks, then suddenly I, I don't have coverage for the most the best attacking team in the league. Um, so if you're only going to have one player on that team, I think it has to be Leroy Sonic. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think we're we're in this. The whole start of the season was, is it Jesus or is it Aguero? And I think ultimately we landed on Aguero and suddenly we find ourselves in this this mini epoch and, and of the season where no everyone's just steering clear of both Jesus and Aguero. It's all focused on the midfield. Yep. And yep. maybe even Otamendi comes out looking pretty good despite his own goal here. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Otamendi now is he's on 0, zero 1, and 0 in his last four matches. Wow, he's like binary code. <laughs> I know. What a, I mean, if you brought in Otamende like four weeks ago, which would have been, you know, a completely reasonable thing to do. You have, let's see. So he picked up uh, 15 points in uh, in game week nine, right? Goal, assist, clean sheet, three bonus points. Uh, yeah, since then it's been zero one zero zero in the last four. Yeah, it's it's really stunning. Uh, but I think he'll he'll see he'll see a lot more minutes. Sure, sure. I mean, he's, he's he had that yellow card suspension, which played into that. I'm sure. He, I feel like he missed out on a clean sheet because of that. Yeah. Own goals, you know, you can't always. You, maybe not, you can't even usually blame a player for an own goal. I mean, you know, does Dunk to really deserve the own goal in that case? I mean, oh God, no. I mean, uh, him less so than Odomendi. Uh, Dunk made what what should have been a heroic block that just. Right. Oh, but even out of midday, you know, you're you're in the box, you're defending, you know, the ball swings in. All it takes is turning your head a little bit, you know, the wrong angle. It's, you know, you can't you can't you can't blame them, really. All right. So I think the moral of the story here, Josh, is remember to set your captain uh, more so than ever, because uh, game week is upon us come Tuesday. Right. So. And and don't. Yeah, exactly. And don't look at players in a vacuum like, yeah, Leroy Sonny had a tough game like. You know, would you ever consider dropping him at this point? Of course not. You know, like he's, you know, he's he's a long term keeper. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, he he had that great free kick effort. I, beyond that, I thought the whole city team looked really out of it. Um, Sterling actually was the best player on the pitch by yeah. by a mile. I think. Just concerned Maybe. he's he's played ninety minutes, three matches in a row. Yeah, um, I think he's very likely to get rotated. He could still play. Uh, at midweek, but I think uh, I think he's he's the most due for rotation. I just think long term, um, I prefer Sane over Sterling. So, all right, lots more to talk about, but let's quickly run through the always cheating Super League, the greatest league in the world, which you can always join. Go to alwayscheating.com, click the league tab. The uh, league code is all over our social media. Taking it from tenth place, uh, new entry Jorgen Rojberg, Yogi's pic- Yogi's picnic basket. 71 points on the week. Ninth place, uh, Daniel K. Red Devils. Eighth place, two girls, one schlup dropping in the rankings there. Seventh place, Bob Facio. That's Abdul Hussan's team. Another new entry in sixth place, D-Boy United, Derek Lamb. Welcome, Derek. Scored 68 points on the week. Moving up in the ranks, fifth place, it's 420 Fedora Fanatics. We'll see. Love that team name. Fourth place, Magnus Westerstrand. And uh, his teammate, Beautiful Creatures, third place, dropping our favorite boy, Fabio Borges. Cliches clean sheets with a uh, 59, 59 points, Fabio. That's just not going to cut it in the always cheating top 10. Not in that top 10. Moving up, second place, it's Nick Tudhope, football friend FC, 
who scored 67 points on the week and in first place holding strong from last week it's scott powell enter shakiri with a grand total of 829 points scott powell sporting a world ranking of 299 keep it up scott yeah congrats scott uh, Survivor League, Josh, which we run through our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We're, um, we're always in the midst of adding new stuff to the Survivor League. Yeah. One of the one of the many things there. We have a new announcement coming this week for our Patreon supporters. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on Facebook, Twitter, and your own email address <laughs> uh, because we'll be messaging everybody with, uh, with a, a brand new uh, feature of the, of the Patreon page. Excellent. Uh, 12 managers left in that Survivor League, uh, so we lost two this week. Seven of those 12 managers picked Manchester United. So these guys uh, and gals practicing great measured patience, waiting this long to pick Manchester United for a win, and they were rewarded. Yep. If you like the podcast, want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. I can still join the uh, the Patreon Supporters League. Uh, the winner of that league is invited onto the podcast. Uh, we also uh, offer pins at the um, at the uh, showstopper level. So, um, yeah, check it and out. And this, this game week being the f- – actually, no, this coming game week is the final game week of the month, which means whichever Patreon member has the highest game week point total in this coming game week will get a free copy of Fantasy Football Magazine. That's right. Of yeah. our friends at Fantasy Football Magazine. All right. There we go. Get gambleaware.co.uk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. It's not all fun. It's not all good news. There were some rants this week. Some people having a bad time. A lot of people having a bad time. We have okay. So normally we only do one or two rants the week. This time we're doing four because they're they're, they're so, such quality rants. Um. All right. I'll do the first two. You do the second two, Brandon. Sure. First rant: Pat Udamubal, as United fan, who has Odamende, while my rival has Aguero. I took a lot of time to explain to my fiance that the absolute worst situation. By the way, explaining anything to to your spouse about fantasy, they it's sometimes you can't help it. Like it's a compulsion that you have to do it, sure. um, and you really shouldn't because they never sure. care. They, they and never then you're care. like, look away, I'm a monster. <laughs> uh, explain to my fiance that the absolute worst situation would be City conceding but still winning with Aguero scoring. Uh, totally forgot that Otamendi could also score an own goal. Worst case scenario there for Pat. <laughs> Aguero scores and the Otamendi own yeah. goal, plus City, his uh, his crosstown rivals yeah. get three points. You up. know, and if, if Ben Davies had started at midweek, I would have, the move I would have made this week would have been uh, Davis to Otamendi. Well, you so, dodged a bullet there. Dodged a two-point bullet there. I only got two from Davis anyway. Uh, James Bishop said, sold Sterling to Sané, Aspilicueta to Otamendi, and Naughton to Daniels for a minus eight cost me over 20 points that's fantasy i guess this I, I i wanted to share this brandon because there's been a lot of talk about how when you burn points four points eight points it seems to never go wrong it's like you only remember the times when you burn points and it worked out right and we all forget that like half the time when you burn points it like totally comes back to haunt you yeah yeah, I mean, who knew? I burned I burn four, brought in Nathan Ake and Sané, get a clean sheet off Ake, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting pretty. Like, this couldn't have gone any better. Right, right. And 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 a one-pointer from Sané basically gives me a net minus one. Right, for, exactly. You know, it sets you up long-term, though. Yeah. All right, uh, two more rants. This one from the naysayer. In this week's crap move, I weighed the options and even did some math before deciding to burn four and switch Sterling for Sané. 
So uh, it, it's true naysayer. Ma- even math won't help you in this day and age. <laughs> and the last rant comes from FPL Rich. If one becomes our friend Richard Orford, Brandon. Hi, Richard. (laughs) It's great to hear from you, Richard. As always, FPL Rich, he says, if one becomes convinced they're an FPL bad luck talisman and everything they touch turns to crap, should one use their superpowers for the good of others? And EG, this is what Rich suggests he does with his newfound superpowers. Should he bring in Mo Salah this week and kill off his season? thus helping 55% of managers all around the world. Wow. What do you think about that that prospect, Josh? Uh, don't do it. <laughs> stay, stay away from my <laughs> beloved Mo Salah in his Alexis Sanchez-level season. I, I don't want anyone to touch my, my Mo Salah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so coming up in the pod, Josh, we're going to talk about a lot about Chelsea. We, we're going to break it up into two uh, quick, discrete sections, the premium bracket and the budget bracket. And then, as as you said at the top, Josh, we're going to look at the uh, upcoming next two rounds of, of fixtures, next two game weeks. All right, let's do it. Same old podcast, always cheating. We're back. The premium bracket section of this week's podcast, starting off with defense. Uh, a lot of people have Chelsea, Arsenal, and Man United on their minds. Uh, Adam McAvoy says, if you could have one, would you prefer a Chelsea defender or a Man City defender? Chelsea, definitely. Uh, Man City have had uh, some foibles in their their back line. Uh, had some issues with fitness, with John Stones. Vincent Company is always just like, like injury waiting to happen away from yeah and that's a tough one that is a tough one Chelsea have proven that they can keep a clean sheet on on a more regular basis and they have so much more attacking threat from their defenders so that that's an easy one the question but what makes it complicated I think is um so Nick Nick Tuthope and and Eric uh, Alveston uh talked about um Christensen and and um Eric also brings up Zappa Costa and you know how nailed on are these players and I think you know, I think Christensen. So Christensen's an interesting player. He's he's a youth player actually from Chelsea Academy, like the the rare youth player that actually like broke his way into the squad, and because uh, most of them just go on loan and then leave for you know <laughs> like Liverpool or whatever, like five years later. Hey, Crystal um, Palace, if you're lucky. Crystal Palace. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Lukaku is a Man United or uh, Watford. Chalaba to Watford. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Christensen is is basically displaced um David Louise as the starting center back uh or as one of the starting center backs in, in their rotation so um I think he and I think he's 5.3 million right now I think he is pretty safe um he's, he's actually just up to 5.4 now 5.4 so still very affordable um great way into the into the team there has to be you know I have to I feel like I have to have a little bit of a caveat here which is that um we so started the last three matches um there are a lot of fixtures coming up and I wouldn't be surprised if Christensen was the most likely uh, yeah. candidate for rotation in that yeah. defense. Um, yeah. I mean, David Louise is a, um, you know, quality defender, um, paid a lot of money for him last year. Um, and you know, I, I do, I, I wonder if they're both still going to get, you know, worked in, but I, I'm actually looking at Christensen myself. I mean, uh, Ben Davis to Christensen is a really tempting move and uh, one that I'm actually thinking about for this game week. Okay, yeah, I I think three starts in a row after the reported training ground bust up between Luis and Conte, it it sort of feels good at the moment. But I I agree with you, Josh. Christensen has only had seven starts this season, 
starting half the games. Uh, Louise is, I think, also beloved by um, the the Chelsea team owner, the the Russian guy whose name is escaping me now. And I would not be surprised if Louise sort of mans up and and makes the necessary apologies. Not that Conte is the sort of guy that that wants to accept your apology, but uh, yeah. that would be a fear. That would be a fear I'd have. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give it the whole the wholehearted endorsement. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's fair. And you, uh, Abramovitz is the um, Abramovich right. is the manager. I think of. Um, yeah. I think uh, you, the problem is though, if you if you don't get one of those two players, then you're looking at um, you're looking at uh, two seven million or thereabouts players in um, Aspilicueta and Alonso, and it's just it is a lot of money uh, to shell out, and um, you know, and they haven't kept a, a, a ton of clean sheets. I mean, you know, the points for for Alonso and Aspilicueta have really come through. Um, through assists and, and goals. Um, I mean, obviously they picked up a fair number of clean sheets, but not an extraordinary number. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm still a little wary of spending that much money on on those two defenders. 11 total bonus points for Aspilicueta through this season. It's, just, it, it's an incredible, like that guy is just such an incredible fantasy player. But I agree. I have been in the process of just shedding all money in my defense. Nacho Monreal is my most expensive defender at this point, and it's it's tough for me to think about putting Espelicueta in there. Even Gary Cahill at six point two, yeah, um, feel, feels a little rich. So Cahill, I guess, is the one that I would look at um, at six point two if you wanted a really consistent option. I mean, he has started um, seven of the last or six of the last seven. Um, club captain. Yeah, club captain. Obviously, he was out for a few weeks at the beginning of the season uh, with that with that early red card, which. Um, really, I think, I think has skewed his, his ownership a lot. Right. I mean, he was, he was the top scoring defender in FPL last year. Um, and now basically no one even thinks about having them in their squad. No one really talks about him. Um, I don't even even think about you, Gary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess if I could have anybody, I guess I would actually, I would have said Alonzo seven or eight weeks ago. And now I I think I actually would say Aspilicueta partially because Aspilicueta is about as nailed on as anybody can be with all these fixtures coming up. Um, You know, absolute world class player, one of the best in the world, um, and um, and he just links up so well with Murata, and uh, you know has a little more goal threat this year too. I mean, I don't know if that's just luck um, or if he actually is attacking a little bit more, but um, I mean, five assists through thirteen game weeks is pretty extraordinary. We have seen so many central defenders busting into the eighteen. I mean, Montreal ends up with two goals in two game weeks. Uh, Duffy was playing way far up front for um, Brighton at yeah. the end of that match. Yeah. You saw Okamendi in the Huddersfield game uh, stepping up and cracking shots from just outside the 18. What is it with Monreal, by the way? He had like six shots on goal in that match. Oh, that was ridiculous. Monreal <laughs> needs to check himself. <laughs> Speaking of, we have a question from Karen who asks, Arsenal defenders, should we be looking to transfer them in good fixtures and they look good defensively. So, Monreal, yes, you're sitting on Kolasniac. I assume you're you're going to hang on to him for the for the fixtures coming up. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you watch the Burnley match, and the guy is super attacking. I mean, his the end product is is <laughs> is not really there. But I mean, the guy, you know, he has a goal and three assists, um, and the fixtures are really good. Um, really, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at like the the ticker right here. I mean, you know, the fixtures are really strong. Like into February, um, yep. you know they they do play Man United this weekend, but um, I mean other than that they play you know play Huddersfield, Southampton, West Ham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, West Brom. 
just a lot of a lot of opportunities where you would think that um, you know they pick up some clean sheets, and also I think he's somewhat fixture proof because I do think that he can pick up goals and assists even in matches where. Um, you know, where they don't keep a clean sheet. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even be that scared of the weekend's matchup with Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, Mourinho has had shown that tendency to just shut up shop, uh, particularly away from home against top four teams. Yep. So, you know, we could be looking at a nil-nil. I would look at Mustafi first if I was transferred into player. Um, and if you had the money, I guess I would go with Kolasnik. Kolasnik is the one who I think will ultimately be the top point scorer um, in the Arsenal defense, you know, after 38 weeks. Yeah, and Mustafi against um, against Burnley was a superhero. He was, he was everywhere in the back, so just making so many tackles. Didn't yeah. he seem? He was so emotional in that game. Like yeah. I, they never kept panning to him, like scream, pleading with the ref over some. It was like one injustice after another. He was just like he was so pissed. <laughs> he wanted. It. Okay, so let's move on to Manchester United um, premium bracket defenders. A couple questions here about Phil Jones from Lazarus and Sathya, uh, both both wanting to know what to do with Phil Jones and how we're looking at Manchester United D coming up. Lazarus says, from one Phil Jones owner to another, actually, uh, neither of us own Phil Jones. I, dro- I dropped him. Uh, I, I rage dropped him uh, right before, like, so two, two game weeks ago. And it actually, I rage, it was one of those rage drops that turned into a lucky drop because it turned out he was more injured than, than they thought. Yeah. So uh, Lazarus is thinking about freeing up funds just to bring in De Gea. Uh, but Safia brings up the interesting point that um, after Wa- after the Watford fixture, Man- Manchester United do face Arsenal and then City, uh, both both away from home. So just drop Phil Jones. Just get rid of him. I mean, it's yeah, don't complicate it. Yeah, he's 5.4 million. Uh, you, it's an easy move to an Arsenal defender or... Even Christensen, if you're willing to take the risk there, um, you could bring in another Burnley defender. There are just so many better options than than Phil Jones. And, you know, he's there are a ton of fixtures coming up. He's not going to be playing in all of them because they have to rotate him because he's so fragile. Uh, he's probably not going to be ready for this Watford game, um, right? I mean, if he wasn't able to play on Saturday, I, I doubt that in two days he's going to be ready just to slot right back into the starting lineup. Um, which means the earliest you're going to play him is a way to Arsenal in game week 15, uh, followed by home to Man City in game week 16. So, um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, I, I would start moving things around and just trying to bring in David De Gea. Um, I mean, is there anyone on that team? I mean, Valencia is tempting. He's too expensive, though. Um, I don't know, Smalling doesn't really... No, Doesn't I mean, Marcus, Marcus Rojo is back, but I don't see him as a regular starter. And Baye's been out with a groin strain. He's projected to maybe be back midweek. Yeah. So, Are we yeah. sleeping on Smalling? I mean, I don't know. He's no, he's he started terrible. the last seven games. <laughs> he's been so disappointing for so many years that <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to get excited about him. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I yeah. guess I had a knee jerk reaction to just his name. Uh, Chris Smalling, but maybe we are. I mean, we do feel really good about the Manchester United defense generally, but uh, I I feel like the move is De Gea or or bust, more or less, because De Gea is just set it and forget it. You can just put a garbage 4.0 goalkeeper in, and you don't have to think about your GKs for the rest of the season. So if you had that kind of money, I would advocate for just for doing that. It's a good way to think about it. I mean, I guess, you know, if, if you're really, if you're heavily invested in your defense, if you're playing five at the back or something like that, and you can afford Valencia, then, then sure. Valencia is a great option as well. Um, just picked up two more bonus points this weekend. He's got eight on the season. 
um, also has a goal and he's obviously very attacked by it. He's also, you know, the one staple in that, in that Man United defense. I mean, they, he never gets dropped. I'm sure he will now get dropped in midweek. Uh, now that I've said that, but <laughs> in general, I'll he's be laughing. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, premium bracket midfielders. Hazard is, is on the tip of everyone's tongue. Uh, another great performance for him. Uh, who did Chelsea play? Uh, why am I forgetting who Chelsea Liverpool. played? Oh, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the best games of, of the weekend. Um, he continued to look great, uh, and there is some team com- chemistry definitely bubbling up there. You mentioned Azpilicueta to Morata and also Morata and Hazard showed in, in, in uh, game week 12 that they can get it done together. General, all right, let's just set the table for midfielders here, Josh. We have a question from Daniel Karlov who asks, how do you guys feel about the resurgence of expensive mids again? Hazard, Pogba, De Bruyne, Salah, et cetera, whereas forwards like Lukaku and Jesus are struggling. Time to invest in the midfield. How, looking at your midfield, Josh, are you feeling like you that's where you're most heavily invested are you looking to put more money there yeah i think i think i ultimately am i think that um i think over the next few weeks um not not right away i don't think i mean so i brought in Mar- so i think if you're debating between Murata and hazard i think the the logical move is just to bring in Murata because um Bachwa is injured right now Murata basically has to play all of these matches there's really there's really no one else who can even play in his spot um, unless you play at Hazard, I guess, as like a out-of-position strikers, and it's not going to happen very often. Which, so, yeah, which they did in the Champions League midweek. But, right. Uh, yeah, I think that is a rare case. It's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It, it can happen, but let's, you know, it, you can't, you know, if you start worrying about every every reason someone's sure. not going to start, you can never, you can't make any transfers. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, Murata is just, the, it's the most logical transfer at $10.5 million, He's He's very reasonably priced. Um, it's a fair price, right? It's, yeah, a, it's and he's, it's he's he'll probably be ten point six by the time this podcast goes live. I right. have also moved on Murata. I dumped Jesus even, and we'll talk about strikers in a minute here. And the probability of Jesus starting midweek, and I might be losing out on those points. But I totally agree. It's it's the simplest move going into that Swansea fixture that Chelsea have. Exactly, eight eight goals and four assists in this team just seems like he fits really well in that squad. Um, I didn't think he would replace Diego Costa this easily. I was, I'm, I'm a little surprised by it. Yeah, I agree. So we have multiple questions about Hazard, Marco Hogan, B. Warnson, and Justin Dye all, all asking, is he a must-have? And I think you answered that question pretty matter-of-factly, Josh. It's, it's, I mean, I can hardly imagine a team where you're making room for two big-budget Chelsea players when you've got so many... Um, other options like yeah. uh, from from Liverpool and from Man if you City. had if, yeah if you had Mo Salah would you drop him for Hazard? No, no absolutely not. I mean that's a dumb question. It's not it's not a dumb question, but it's a question that that, that, that I think a lot of people are, are thinking about. If you yeah, had right. um, Leroy Sané, would you drop him for Hazard? No, no. Well, I, no, yeah, no, exactly. So he's probably the defender, the, the midfielder that I would like to have third most in the yeah. league, right? Yeah. You know, third. And then with Alexis Sanchez, like kind of close behind if, if money were no object. Right. So, so yeah, if, you're, if you're in draft, that's, that's the order I would go. <laughs> uh, I would go, I would go, um, uh, Sala, Sane, Hazard, uh, Sanchez. Yeah. Okay. So you, you pretty much answered all the questions left in our, uh, our, our premium midfielder section there. Jonathan Mills asked, do we think Sanchez is worth it? Well, no, we know he'll play. 
He is an out-of-position mid, and he is starting to score goals and coming into a, the silly season. He will want to play every game. So uh, all this uh, stirring and draining about rotation threats, Sanchez is always there when you need him. Does that mean he's worth you know an extra two, two and a half million on top of what your probably your biggest midfielder asset already costs you? No, <laughs> no, I, I, he's just too expensive. Um, I would rather have. Two, I think I'd rather have two Man City midfielders and just deal with the rotation than than yeah. have Sanchez. It's a hard case study the um, Arsenal Burnley match because Burnley are so adept defensively and they can they can stop pretty much any team at this at this point. Um, but Sanchez did not look threatening. It took an injury time penalty for Sanchez right. to get on the board. Yeah, and he's down on pens if Lacazette's on the pitch. Uh, yeah. There's already been a penalty with both them in the pitch, and Lacazette took it. So, um, yeah. so that those those kind of pen goals aren't going to happen very often. Yeah, so so I tend to agree. I mean, Sanchez is starting to look better as Arsenal is actually starting to look better. So he's one to watch, but uh, definitely not worth it at this point. And, and agree, Hazard ranks above there. Last question of the premium mid-section. Uh, Ken Rooney throws me a bone asking about <laughs> my main man, Christian Eriksen. Ken asks, <clears throat> after five blanks, isn't it time for Eriksen's remaining owners to cut their losses and get, get rid? That is an emphatic um, yes for me. Um, I made a big folly with with my minus four this week. I had And I had this choice, Josh. I I was going to bring in a Bournemouth defender and I could go for Steve Cook at 4.88 or I could go for uh, Nathan Ake at 4.9. If I had the extra 0.1 from Steve Cook, it would be an easy switch from Erickson to Salah. Now, Salah is probably also going to rise to 9.7 in the next couple of days. Right. So I, probably wouldn't like. had an, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have had an issue burning another four just to get Salah in. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, so now I'm two moves away from getting Sala. And I think hanging on to Erickson for this long has been foolish. Uh, he, we know he's a streaky player. That Spurs team is clearly struggling. Uh, and, and here's one he, thing that might make you feel better. I don't think there is, I would say the odds that Sala starts at midweek, I would put at less than 25%. I yeah. do not think he's starting in the midweek fixture. Yeah, I, I do tend to agree. And then he'll he'll play on the weekend just to get him back up to running speed for the, the must-win Champions League matchup. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just at that really poisonous um, position. We've, we've all been there with certain players in our teams where I've, I've gone through many weeks where I'm like, all right, Erickson has is, got his blanks out of the way. They've got some good fixtures, and he'll come back into the points. Now I'm I'm at that poisonous point where I I'm just done with Erickson and I don't feel like he's <laughs> ever going to do anything special ever again. Uh, what? So maybe I needed to hit bottom with Erickson for him to come good again. Sure, so I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, yeah, and, and it's he is he looks a little off the boil. I think he's just he's playing too many matches. I mean, honestly, he needs a rest, right? I mean, doesn't like doesn't he have to get a rest at some point if he's like, he's played, he's had to play like every world cup qualifier for Denmark. Right. Cause they, they had, you know, they went, went to the playoff and, um, and he's played really well for Denmark, but um, you know, he plays what seems like the full 90 minutes of like every Spurs game. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's always done that. I don't think he's been done any favors by the rest of the midfield. I mean, the system has been a little bit changed up since last season where they had like Wanyama being a bit of a midfield destroyer and uh, freeing them up for more counterattacking moves. Deli Ali has been terrible the last month or so. And Harry Winks is just not the type of player that is going to break free and find space for Erickson. Uh, and I, I think he's been struggling because of the players around him. Kind yeah. Of being out of form and it's not really suiting his team style at the moment. Not clicking right now. Uh, all right, Brandon, that brings us to um, for a final, final section of part one here, uh, which is the, the, the Jesus farewell tour. Uh, now you have already dropped Jesus this week, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was using probably the budget price predictor website that will, we, we won't name, and not the, also not, yeah, not the not the good one. FPL statistics is the good one. We'll say that much. Also, because of um, me being angry about um, missing out on Salah by point one, and haven't seen some players. I've been struggling a little bit with team value recently. I've seen a lot of players drop in value, Erickson among them. Um, I just wasn't prepared to see uh, Murata get get away from me. It was 10.5 to 10.5. I had zero in the bank. I had to move Jesus to Murata, and I decided to not risk it. And uh, the ideally, you would have waited to see if Jesus started against Huddersfield. And as we'll talk about, the assumption is, well, Aguero's now started two matches in a row. It's It's got to be Jesus's time to start. So if Jesus didn't start against Huddersfield, you'd want to hang on to him. That's that's where I am right now. So this is Simon Simon Lebo says um, keep keep Jesus for one more week. Um, you know I think um, yeah. Ujan said you know um, now that Jesus is locked to start, is it a good idea to make him a captain for for the midweek? Um, I mean yeah, I feel, I do feel like it worked out really well for me. Uh, I was sort of, I mean I, I got four points, which isn't a huge haul, but um, I was able to get attacking points from him and it set up the Raheem Sterling goal. Um, and now I feel like, yeah, I think there's a very good chance that he starts a midweek, and I think he's a reasonable captaincy shot. I mean, Southampton are not keeping clean sheets. Um, I thought that Man City looked a little off the boil, as I agree with you on that, um, and I don't think that's going to be something that lasts, right? I think that, yeah. um, I think that you know they're they're due for another five zero thrashing. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, um, I think you. I, I my plan is to keep him for this week, and then he's gone. Um, so I, I, the, you know, and the reason why I haven't made my second transfer yet is I can't decide who to move him to. There's almost, there's really nobody that I want, right? It's, it's such a weird. Yeah. The strikers have just sort of like fallen by the wayside in the last few weeks. Um, for me now in theory is a player that I would like, um, but I just can't figure out, you know, like if it's, if he's worth it, you know, like, is he actually going to deliver, you know, is he like. He started off really hot and um, it's just, you know, it didn't do anything. I mean, I think he had one, you know, he said one goal in the last 10 fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even Lukaku, uh, uh, Mr. Podge says, is it time to dump Lukaku? And you've done just that for Murata. He was uh, as steady as it got this season. And his, I think, what our eye test is finally catching up to the results right. that he's showing. And, Really argues for a four four two or a three five two right now. I think that uh, I like Kane and Murata up front, and I don't really like anybody else. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's that's where I am. I have a I have a four four two going into game week fourteen. Yeah, we're basically going to have the same team in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know, um, uh, someone else had a question. David Keller had a question about you know Aguero and is, do you want to sell him now? And you know, there are what like ten fixtures coming up in the next four weeks. Um, Aguero is probably going to start. Let's say he starts six out of ten. So you're going to invest 11.5 million in a player who isn't going to start 40% of the matches. Now he he could still come on. Uh, he's been kind of lucky though, right? I mean, he hasn't been super. Actually, he's been kind of threatening, but he hasn't been converting his chances. Um, and he's been lucky with these penalties, right? That's sort yeah. of what's been what's been working out for him. Yeah, I mean, he had one clear chance on goal that was uh, a pretty decent save by Lossel, but beyond that, he didn't have a whole lot of threat that game i mean huddersfield were basically targeting individual players it was a hack a shack on de bruyne and uh it, it just so happened that some of the other players like like Asana just didn't didn't look up for it so i yeah i i agree i would not expect it's the same performance against southampton you do wonder what south how southampton is gonna roll out for that that city game we, I, I mean i don't know either we're gonna talk about charlie austin in a minute here but he's 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 a, like I love Charlie Austin. I do you you like Charlie Austin too, right? Of course, love him. How could you not? <laughs> Why doesn't he play more? So he he finally comes out. He looks dominant. Picks up thirteen points. Uh, Brandon, how expensive do you think Charlie Austin is? Uh, is he is he six point nine? Six point zero. Oh, he's six point zero. Yeah. My my research is 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 off. So I could I could go. I could go uh, Jesus to Charlie Austin and Chopa Motin to Hazard. That would be kind of tempting. Yeah, yeah that that would be stunning. That would be stunting. I mean, yeah, let's let's save the Charlie Austin talk for later. But <laughs> yeah, let's we'll talk about that later. Discussion. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll do just that. We'll move into the budget bracket of the podcast. All right, excellent. Same old podcast, always cheating. Josh, let's talk about our friends at Starting Eleven. Of course, one of the greatest uh, daily fantasy apps available for the Premier League. One of the greatest. One of the the premier Premier League daily fantasy app. Absolutely have to use this app. You can get it on your iPhone or your Android phone. Just go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download or find out more information at Starting11.io. That's Starting11.io. What makes Starting Eleven special, Josh? So many things, Brandon. Uh, for one, it allows you to break from the FPL uh, madness. You you know, it's it's a one day thing. You can sort of you can step away. You can just you can watch the matches with with a, with a clear set of eyes. Maybe you do a little little side gambling with your friends. You know, maybe uh, put a little uh, little action, put a little action on it. You know, that's that's uh, that's on you, and we don't we don't advocate for that. But that's no, something that you, that you can do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the scoring is based a lot more on um, on real life value. The things that uh, tackles, interceptions. It's not, it's not sort of as rigid as the bonus point system is. And it was it was a great it was a great game from Nacho Monreal and starting eleven because you get points for shots on target and shots off target in starting eleven. Yeah, so <laughs> a dominant performance based on shots on target alone. <laughs> 
And what's even more fun for us and hopefully for you is that you can challenge the cheaters. We run live games uh, on the weekends. Uh, I actually ran what, five different games this last weekend. I won all five of those games. Um, Rudy's so, here too. You're getting pretty good at this. I have, I, it's it's not easy to beat me, and uh, not not in starting eleven, not not in fantasy, not in real life, Brandon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a challenge. All right, listeners, mobilize, uh, beat Josh Hashtag physically beat in, Josh. In, the, in the streets. Uh, now please don't do that. Uh, so yeah, but you can challenge us at the game, challenge me, challenge Brandon, uh, just direct message us, uh, on Twitter or uh, message us on Facebook, uh, send us an email, hail cheaters, gmail.com. You can even send a message to the, through our website, always cheated.com. Uh, we will happily take on all challengers. Uh, and then if I beat you, I will happily make fun of you on this very podcast. And a shout out to John Torstensen, who I, I played in a matchup this weekend for old time's sake. He's the one who won our name the cheaters team name contest. And he changed the name of my team to Flint city Patriots. So John, if you're listening in these dark times where I'm having like the most mediocre of mediocre seasons, (laughs) uh, just looking at my name, Flint city Patriots brings me a a little smile. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Um, all right. So, uh, starting 11, that's, that's the, uh, numbers one, one dot IO. Uh, you can also just go to your app store at iOS or Android and download the app there uh and uh hopefully we'll play you guys this week part two josh the budget bracket we can't spend all our time talking about hazard and alexis and and all those fun people we've got to get down into the muck into the sewers mm-hmm. and, my uh, yeah, yeah exactly so uh broken this up in into defense midfield and strikers like we did the previous section we got a few questions i want to start with burnley um we have a question from Drew's top best option for rotating defender paired with Burnley assets during their tricky Christmas fixtures. So my first question, Josh, is how do you feel generally about Burnley in, in the FPL camp? And second, do you, you're, you shouldn't probably be rotating Burnley just uh, Burnley at this point for me, it's it a, should be a set forget yeah. type it, of a situation. It is a tricky run of fixtures, for sure. Um, so, you know, looking at, um, I mean, their fixtures are actually fine for a while now. It's, it's when you get right into the the real, like, right around Christmas time itself that it gets it gets pretty tricky. They play Spurs, Man United, and Liverpool in three out of four matches. Um, you know, two of those are at home. So I, I think I agree with you. I mean, I think if I had... Um, you know, I'm going to have Ward, you have me, um, you know, I don't think either of us, I, I think, you know, for that Spurs game and the Liverpool game, I, I probably will start both of them, um, possibly even away to Man United. Um, Burnley famously kept a clean sheet away to Man United a couple of years ago. Remember that game? I think it was like yeah, the absolutely, first, where Zlatan was like just repeatedly point blank oh, shots last and, year. and yeah. Tom Heaton uh, saved every single one of them. Yeah, exactly. So if you were looking to rotate, um, you know, one of the one of the teams that I would look at would be uh, Brighton, um, just because um, their their fixtures are a little better on that time. You know, in game week nineteen, where where um, Burnley have a, have a difficult fixture, they do play um, they play Watford at home. Yeah, right. um, so they play Newcastle away in game week twenty one, uh, Bournemouth at home in game week twenty two. So um, yeah, I think that I'm ultimately going to solve my Mbemba problem by by moving Mbemba to, to Dunk. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to blame Dunk. I, I know Dunk can't stop scoring on goals. 
Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm just going to, I'm going to bring him in and assume that all is forgiven. He started I think 40 plus games last year. I think he'll start most of the fixtures around the holidays. Yeah. One to watch though. They're, they're sort of ranked quite poorly at the moment. Huddersfield going into the holidays. They have a really decent uh, difficulty level of fixtures and they're, you know, they're among the cheapies. And I think that is a rotation option because I would have no qualms about putting a Huddersfield defender on the bench whenever needed. But I, I have to believe they'll get at least one, maybe two clean sheets yeah. throughout the month of December and early January. I was so impressed with Huddersfield today. I thought they really, they really went for it in that game. You know, they were. I agree. Yeah, they were. They could have. They could have equalized late too. I mean, they really. That was that was a fun game. This was the, that was the probably the game. I I mean, I don't. Know. I'm. I'm, to, I'm I'm totally biased because uh, you were having lots of fun watching I, Raheem Sterling score goals that he wasn't even aware he was scoring. Exactly, he's like, "Oh my god, it, it went in!" Yeah. Another another question from Suman H. Nakdar. He said, "I just transferred Cedric for Sako at Crystal Palace. Do you think that's good business?" I say, "Yes, I think that's great business." Uh, I'll say good, but not great. I. <laughs> I mean, Palace, if Palace, Palace, Palace kept a clean sheet like this season, have they kept a single clean sheet? Uh, I don't know if they have. Have they? Uh, let's see. They have not. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, so bringing a defender when you haven't kept a clean sheet in all 30 weeks is a little bit of a concern. He's also close to 5 million. I mean, the whole, like all the Palace defenders, they were priced like, like a mid-table squad and not a terrible squad, uh, which is what they were last year. I, I still understand why everyone was priced at like $5 million. Well, I, I I see what you mean. Cedric had to go, though. That, that Southampton sure. team, I mean, they destroyed the, the most miserable of teams, Everton, this weekend. Yeah. But, uh, and, of course, uh, Bertrand, who I had stuck with through hell and high water, uh, gets two assists on the game that just really agitating yeah it, it is agitating um so yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's fine business uh midfield uh, a lot of the players that we've discussed a lot in recent weeks um came through this last weekend with charleston and and uh charles picks up the uh, an assist uh gross picks up three bonus points and loftus cheek finally scored uh just a great option at 4.5 million um other players people are talking about right now are um jordan shakiri will hughes and uh and wilfred zaha uh, what do you think? I mean, of those three, is there, is there one that you really find appealing? Um, yeah, yeah. Zaha of course is the most expensive of them. And uh, he is the most appealing because he will be the most consistent mm-hmm. of those players. But you're looking at Zaha's price tag at 7 million. Is he a better option than Richarlson who is, who will probably very soon be at, at 7 million. And maybe yeah. if you don't yet have Richarlson, Zaha could be a contender and could be equaling points for Richarlson through the next couple of months. I guess so. It just seems like the simple move there is, is to bring in Richarlson. I think, you know, I think Will, Will Hughes, I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, it does, he's started really well. I, I assume he's done enough to keep his spot for right now. Um, you know, I don't know if I can tell you that he's going to start nine out of 10 games, you know, in the next yeah. 10 fixtures, but. Um, at four point six million, he's maybe worth the risk. Yeah, Shakiri with two goals and three assists in the last yeah the last four fixtures. It's well really incredible. But have, haven't we 
been promised a great Shakiri FPL <laughs> season for for many seasons yeah, now. I guess we're finally seeing it, right? He's he's three goals and five assists already. Um, I've I've actually watched a lot of Stoke because he's because uh, uh, I have Chopamotin in my squad, uh, and Shakiri is really up for it this year. I mean, he is he is really motivated and playing very well. Um, yeah, I mean, six million. It's a, it's a good price. I actually find six million to be kind of an awkward price. Yeah, ways, you know, it's 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 almost like you, you get these five point five million guys and they start to rise in price, and you're kind of locked in. You know, it's like Chip Motin is like just good enough that I don't feel like I can move him to Pascal Gross. You know, that feels like kind of a lateral move, like yeah. not a, a just like a like a luxury move. Um, maybe if I was in a wild card or something. Um, but six million is like just it gets it creeps into that third midfielder territory. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good exactly. Whereas a five point five feels like like Pascal Gross is a great. Like we've got good benchmarks right now with for Charleston and Gross and, right. and Loftus Cheek at the lowest end, but it doesn't. Gross is a great example of at five point five, he delivered on every, every level. And, and yeah, uh, FBL Classico asks about Fabregas. Um, what is your opinion on Fabregas? I don't. I, I don't know if I have a strong opinion on Fabregas. I, I don't think I want him in my squad. Yeah, I don't think I want him either. It is noticeable his impact on the team. He has been, you know, playing a lot more steadily, getting more steady minutes for that Chelsea side. And when he came when he came onto the field against Liverpool, it was clear that the game plan was get the ball to Fabregas and see what pass he's going to pick. Right. Uh, so it was interesting to see Chelsea really relying on on him crafting a play. And that is intriguing. Like I, I think I like him as I think he still has a lot of great football in him, but uh, at uh, seven million, uh, it's, it's no, that not, same. Not. It's 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 in that same Shakiri range where just having a player at that price like closes off other avenues. You know, it's like it, it hurts you at the top end. I think you know it makes it hard to bring in premium midfielders and stuff if you're kind of locked in with these these mid tier midfielders. Yeah, totally. And Fabregas six point nine, just point one cheaper than Zaha. Who do you? Well, play our favorite always cheating game. Like, who do you think is going to yeah. have more points at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, you know, Fabregas, the deep line midfielder, and Zaha's a midfielder playing out of position as a forward. Um, and even once Benteke's back, he'll still play pretty far forward. So, um, yeah, I'd rather have Zaha, despite the fact that he's a terrible finisher. Yeah, and even more playing time for Fabregas. He's still a rotation threat, so, so tough. All right, last section before we uh, hit a lightning round here. Strikers, time to talk about Charlie Austin. Is he back? He played one. He played started one game, <laughs> scored two goals. Two goals where nobody decided to mark him, mm-hmm. uh, and but they were they were certainly well taken. Right. What do you What do you think? I mean, the price is right. So, yeah, he has not – I think this is his first start of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and he scores two goals. Uh, I don't really understand. I think he. I think he's had some knee problems, so that, that may have been why he wasn't starting every game week. But, I mean, yeah, the, just – he has it was been the shoulder. It was a big shoulder injury at right. some point last season that kept him out. But, yeah, yeah it's been a, like a career-long uh, knee thing. I mean, Gabby Adini has done nothing to earn anybody's – to you know, to, to keep a spot in that squad. Um, same thing with Shane Long. I mean, Shane Long is still writing like a good three or four game weeks two years ago. You know, I know, I know he's good for the Republic of Ireland, but uh, yeah, he's not he's not shown a lot for Southampton of late. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, Charlie, it should be his spot to lose. Um, I like his price of six million. I mean, we are dying for anybody in this bracket, right? Yeah. Just anybody in this like sub six point five, seven million range to do anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say I'd happily give up my Calvert Lewin assist for a Charlie Austin brace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would do that. Yeah. Um. You know, Tammy Abraham's still in that range too. Uh, he actually can't play. Um. He can't play Chelsea uh, this this next but Not that you'd want it for that Chelsea game anyway, but he's he's suspended for that game. Or not suspended, but ineligible because of, because of the loan deal. Um, and then um, they have a, a decent little run coming up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move uh, uh, Fabianski into, um, into De Gea at some point. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, so Charlie Austin, sure. Uh, you know, Jeff Petter asked about Austin, Stephen Toomey does too. Um, yeah, I mean, on the rise, asked about other replacements under 6.4 million. You've got, uh, Andre Gray. Um, you've got, uh, Callum Wilson. You've got Solomon Rondon. <laughs> uh, he even says that that would be gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. play it on the rise. Yeah. And then, and then Austin, um, there's no great options there. Um, and so it, it augurs for, um, a super cheap, third mid or, or third, third forward. Um, I know that I, that's not going to work for me. I, I just know the, like, I know my style. I, I know who I am ultimately. And <laughs> I'm a good. player who wants to play three forwards. Uh, so I think that um, I, it's super knee jerk to say this, but you know, I, I guess Austin is the player I'd be most excited about. Uh, I'm worried about Kelly Wilson's rotation. Yeah. Austin just goes like at the top of the watch list. Right. If we see how Pellegrino is working the rotation with him, you know, Austin, it could end up like a, like a Sergio Aguero sort of situation where if he, if he really truly is fit and on form, maybe he's playing two out of every three matches. Right. Or, or I mean, maybe he's just, he's just nailed on. I, I don't know, but we have to wait and see. It's really exciting to have him back though. Yep. I, I totally agree. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the lightning round. Uh, that Joe guy says, if you have two players playing each other, is it best to play both to hedge your bets or choose one over the other? Yeah, there there is an adage, an FPL adage of just try and get the most points. Like if you you don't want to um, get too clever for your own good, or it, maybe it's more fun for you to play that way. But the conventional wisdom would play the, what you believe is the best team. Right. And sometimes that, you know, good things happening for one team is bad for another. I mean, you know, the, the Burnley-Arsenal game today was an example of that. You know, I, I really, you know, I, I got lucky that it didn't hurt me that I benched my Burnley defender, but I really should have played him. Um, yeah. Because um, that game could have ended 1-0 one way or the other. And um, maybe Arsenal win, you know. I mean, I, I don't think anyone saw a lot of goals in that game. Maybe Arsenal win one nothing. Maybe Burnley win one nothing as well they had a couple chances actually they did um so yeah sometimes that's just how it's going to be and you just you can't like you said you can't get too cute and you just have to play them both and and occasionally you'll get a nil nil um i mean the thing i was kicking myself over this weekend was um i benched uh fabianski who has done nothing for me uh, in favor of elliot um just the idea that i kind of trusted um newcastle to be defensively organized at home um, and I have no faith in Swansea and of course, Swansea, uh, keep a clean sheet, uh, against like a red hot Bournemouth team. <laughs> and I guess, I guess Watford's hot too, though. Um, I so thought maybe, hot. yeah, I thought maybe some of the Marco Silva, you know, some of the Silva stuff would, would throw them off a little bit. I, I don't know. It just, uh, I was, I, yeah, I, I, no, I, it, I, I, guess. I hear you. 
And and just uh, the lastly on Joe's question, this is why everyone always makes the case for attacking defenders. So you don't have to sort of pit one defense against another. If you lose a clean sheet, you always have that hope that maybe maybe Ben Mee scores on a set piece. That yeah, something like that's that. what everybody so, keeps hoping. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Joe, Joe Pilgrim has a little uh, mix and match uh, game for us. We've already talked about midfielders from budget to premium. Joe asked midfield pick and mix. He gives us four tiers here, starting at the lowest tier. Tier four, 5.5 to 6 millions. Shakiri, Chupamoteng, or Gross? Who Pascal, do you choose? Pascal Gross. Yeah, easy. Tier three, 6.6 to 7.0. Richarlison, Zaha, or Ramsey? Richarlison. Yeah, agreed. Tier two, 7.6 to 8.1. This is a, this is the trickier one. Uh, Son, Pogba, or Sterling? I'll go Pogba because of the consistency of starts. They're the same price. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's consistent. And he's also uh, an attacking threat this right. season where he w- wasn't so much last year. All right. Tier one premium bracket, Hazard, Salah, or Sana. You quite um, <laughs> quite helpfully ranked these guys earlier in the pod. Inadvertently, right? yeah. So I'll, I'll go uh, Salah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I had said, oh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, that I, I wonder if Salah and Sane will finish somewhere in the same ballpark at the end of the season remains to be seen. Uh, I mean, Salah able, he just, he is, he's kind of everything, right? He's right. pacey, he, but he also showed this uh, against Chelsea as the Fox in the box sort of. Yeah. Skill. The bonus point everything. thing hurts him. He's not a, he's not a bonus point darling, but other than that, the guy's it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a thing you can handle because he's just scoring a goal like every, every game week. Yeah, I mean, and Sané could be hurt if you compare him to Salah and Hazard because Chelsea will rely on Hazard. Liverpool will rely on Salah. Man City will never... I mean, they rely on Sané for things like to give us width and to supply balls from the left-hand side. They also rely on him for goals and whatnot, but he is not the focal point of the, the, the team like these other guys are. All right, uh, Sean number one says, what's more important, three me, uh, three premium midfielders and a cheap defense or two premium mids with some premium defenders? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of being flexible. So, you know, spreading the cash around. is basically what you've done, right? Or what you're working on doing. Well, I'm working on just going super cheap uh, defense and, and three premium mids the, right the now. The first option, right. Yeah, the first option um, with uh, Erickson, who I wish was Mo Salah at the, at the moment, and De Bruyne and Sané. I mean, you can quibble with those choices, and then Richarlison is my my fourth. And I I just been have had I have had trouble through the early part of the season just nailing clean sheets with more expensive guys. So I just figured forget it. But um, I think I think uh, it's more sensible long term to just have good players in all the positions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what we've learned this season is that there's just, there's no one formation that, that that's, you know, that's, that's the winner. I mean, I think that you could, you could go five at the back and that's effective. You could go four, four, two, you can go three, five, two, you can go the traditional four, three, three. Um, all are working for some people. So it's just, it's all about the individual players. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's really um, uh, an answer to that question. Yeah. 
Uh, last question of the lightning round comes from Anti Grandland. Are we finally starting to see a template team this season? Yeah. Yes or no, Josh? Not, not really. No. Uh, maybe in the sense that you really want. There are certain players who we talked about essential last week, and there are certain players like Sala and Richarlison, uh, possibly David De Gea, who um, you really should have in your team, ideally. Um, but I don't think there is a template right now, right? I mean, I think that. Um, you know, if if Lukaku continues to not score, then I I wonder if the Kane and um, if the Kane and Murata two forward lineup becomes a little template. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Even that, you know, who knows? Just given the number of names that we've dropped throughout this episode, I think there's just just so many good players that you could bring in. Yeah. Maybe we ultimately come down against Cesard here on this particular episode, but he'd be a great. Great player to have in your team, and that busts up whatever template I have in mind. So yep. yeah, I, yep. I agree. All right, uh, Brandon, let's get let's just jump right into this game week fourteen fifteen uh, preview. I mean, I'm not even going to call it a preview because we're, we already basically previewed uh, these these game weeks. But uh, captain, so let's just look at some captain options for game weeks fourteen to fifteen. So that fourteen starts on Tuesday. Uh, my current captain is actually Morata uh, at home to Swansea. Um, I think Harry Kane away to Leicester is really tempting too. Yeah, I I agree. Morata is going to be nailed on as captaincy. I think he's going to lead every single poll. But there's a lot to recommend about Harry Kane away to Leicester. Mm-hmm. Leicester are always going to go for it, right? Um, they have been they haven't been really solid defensively this season, and Spurs are just ripe to bounce back. They need to. And this looks like a game where they could score, you know, two or three goals. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, I think if you wanted to be a little different, I think Jesus at home to Southampton uh, is tempting. I wouldn't, Salah would would tempt me. Um, and in fact, I would probably put the arm bat on him if if Klopp wasn't being so vocal about rotating his squad. And, um, you know, if Firmino gets benched at home to to Chelsea, then then there's no reason to think that, you know, Salah wouldn't get benched away to Stoke. Yeah, and Sadio Mane, for that matter. Right, so they, exactly. He's, he's got two really world-class, fresh players to come in for that Stoke match. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, game week uh, 15, which happens on Saturday, um, I think, again, Salah is an option that really seems the most appealing. You know, he's home to Newcastle. Um, Murata, you mean? You said Salah. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. So, Murata, excuse me. Yeah, Murata at home to uh, Newcastle. Um, I mean, I think you could also look at, uh, uh, Harry Kane. I mean, this is like, the, it's the same, you know, it's not, it's <laughs> no so surprises. Boring, you know? yeah, yeah. It's no surprises. Yeah. I mean, Man United and Arsenal play each other, um, on the weekend. Uh, so I wouldn't captain any of those players. Um, I, I do like the city fixture in game week 15, a little better than, I mean, they're both home matches, uh, 14 home to Southampton home to West Ham, uh, in game week 15. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. I mean, I like that for maybe reverting back to let's let's go again with Leroy Sané in game week fifteen. <laughs> let's try that one yeah. more time. Because you could, yeah. And so if you have Aguero, I think you just have to hold him for, for midweek, and he's he's probably going to get rotated. I'll probably still come into the squad for a few minutes uh, because you just re- you know he's a great captain option for game week fifteen at home. I mean, Man City are traveling to the Ukraine. Uh, after game week fifteen, right? But they've already they've already clinched top spot, so there's there's no real concern there. I think it's gonna play. it's gonna be Phil Foden time <laughs> exactly. in the Ukraine, exactly. 
Uh, all right. So it's, it's a lot of games, uh, start, starts on Tuesday, uh, runs through Sunday. Um, I, I don't, there's nobody that, I, you know, I think there's not too much else to say. I feel like we covered a lot of ground in the podcast, but, um, I'd be really curious to see how Kane looks over the next two weeks. Um, it's interesting yeah. time too. if, you know, if you say to transfer, even if you are looking to burn four, I mean, with these fixtures coming so fast, it's, it's, it's like a little mini wild card, you know, I mean, you sort of, you can make two or three moves, you know, and really change your team around over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so. our teams are going to look a lot different uh, when we when we come back yeah, for exactly. the next pod next week. Exactly. So, all right, Brandon, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I have Wednesday off from work, so look forward to a lot of uh, a lot of tweeting from me uh, during these matches. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Keep up with the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. Visit our website, alwayscheating.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the podcast, leave us a review in the iTunes store. Yeah. We supremely appreciate it. And you can also support the podcast, which we'd very much appreciate, appreciate too. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Always Cheating. Uh, help us keep uh, our our SoundCloud costs down and, and other sort of things, um, including postage for mailing pins all over the country um, and, and the, the world. worlds for that matter. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to this announcement coming up about our Patreon page. Yeah, so we'll, exactly. We'll keep keep an eye everybody updated there. Cool. Good luck this weekend, Brennan. Hell Poku. And Bikani forever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.